The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 25. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it? that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And and when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you, a stranger and welcomed you, naked and gave you clothing? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of those who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed... Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated. New Year's Day, out with the old, in with the new. Some of us observe it quietly, alone or just with our very dearest dear ones. Some of us observe it with a few friends in small and quiet gatherings. Some of us observe it with large crowds in boisterous gatherings. Many of us make resolutions. Many of us watch parades and football games. Many of us, while watching parades and or football games, overindulge in food and or drink for the last time, so we say, before we keep our resolutions, so we say. It's only every so often that New Year's Day falls on a Sunday, and since it did this year, it just seemed to me altogether meet, right, and salutary that we observe the occasion here To look back at 2016 and forward to 2017, not in the context of appetizers and desserts and champagne toasts and noisemakers and songs of auld lang syne, but rather in the context of word and sacrament and confession and absolution and prayers and songs of worship. So 2016, the old year, it is officially as of about 10 hours and 19 minutes ago now, part of our history. 
part of your history. How will it be remembered? 2016. Can we put on the table for just a few minutes and then take off again the fact that all of us will remember 2016 as the year when, after an excruciatingly painful and uninspiring and divisive political campaign, Donald J. Trump was elected president of these United States. We will all remember that about 2016. He won by capturing just under 3 million votes fewer than Hillary Clinton, but nevertheless outperforming her in the ultimately decisive electoral college vote. That's not the first time that scenario has occurred. It's the fifth time. The last time was George, Bush, George Bush's win over Al Gore. Some even argue that there was a sixth time, that despite what the official counters counted, they make the case that Richard Nixon actually received more of the popular vote than did John F. Kennedy. Now that said, Gloria Day Lutheran Church is in Johnson County, Iowa. I grew up in Sioux County, Iowa, which I have always maintained by reputation and documentation is the most Republican state in the state of Iowa. I now live in Johnson County, Iowa, by reputation and documentation, the most Democratic state in the state of Iowa. Hillary Clinton carried Johnson County in 2016 with 66% of the vote compared to Mr. Trump's 27. I assume give or take, those numbers are represented here. Truth in advertising. I'm a moderate. I'm a centrist, which, by the way, has been a very lonely place to live here these last few years. I'm a moderate and I'm a centrist. In my lifetime, I have voted for both Democrats and Republicans. I realized that I have voted for five people who won the election and five people who lost. I did not vote for Mr. Trump. Indeed, in the 11 presidential contests I have voted in, I cannot name a candidate I felt less inclined ever to vote for than our president-elect. I take hope. I take some encouragement in the fact that I know some of you who voted for him, and you are not deplorable people. <laughs> This encourages me. You are good and faithful people. You are brothers and sisters of mine in Christ. You give me some hope. I hope maybe that there's something to see in Donald Trump that I couldn't see and you could. I hope and I pray that those things soon rise to the surface for all to see. I am not all that optimistic that that will happen on Twitter. I trust and I pray that in this great country, which has been through divisive and divided times before, and we have found our way back home, and we have found our way back to each other, I pray and I trust that that in time will happen. And I pray because scripture enjoins me to do this. I pray for President-elect Donald Trump and for all who've been elected to lead this one but right now quite divided nation under God. 
We are also blessed with blessings and with freedoms that were sacrificed and died for. I pray that we prove worthy of them. And I pray firm in the conviction, because Scripture clearly teaches me this, I pray firm in the conviction that we prove worthy of those blessings by being a blessing, not just for ourselves, but for all people. After all, as our gospel reading today reminds us, he who came to die for all, when he comes again, will say, well done. Not to those who won, but to those who served and loved. Okay, back to 2016 with politics and politicians off the table. Back to 2016 and you. How did it treat you, 2016? How did you treat it, 2016? How, beyond politics and politicians, will it be remembered, 2016? Well, there's all kinds of answers, right? For some of us, 2016 will ever be remembered as the year a dearest dear one was born. It will ever be. For some of us, it will ever be remembered as the year a dearest dear one died. For some of us, it will ever be remembered as the year love birthed a marriage. For some of us, it will ever be remembered as the year when what we were once so sure was love now was no more. And a marriage died. For some of us, it will ever be remembered as the year of the new job we took, and it brought us such promise and joy. For some of us, 2016 will ever be the year of the job we lost, and it brought such anxiety and hardship. For some of us, it will be remembered as the year we lost our health and our strength. For others of us, it will be the year we recovered our health and our strength. For Kathy and me, of course, 2016 will ever be the year that we followed what we believe to be the call of God back home to Iowa, which has always been the home of our hearts and also the home of many of our dear ones. And so coming here was joyful. And yet it was not accomplished without having to say some very painful goodbyes to some dear friends and saints in Grand Forks, North Dakota, who for 10 years proved to us oh so very well that home can be more than the place you love. Home is also and powerful, powerfully that place where there is love. For others of us, including many, many countless of numbers of you, who so graciously, lovingly welcomed us to Gloria Day, 2016 will nevertheless be remembered simultaneously as the year of a very painful goodbye you had to say when another whom you'd welcomed and called and loved as your pastor, Rob Dotzel, died. And that hurt. It hurts still. All of which is to say that when we look back together at 2016, what we see is that, like all years, in the end, of course, it was a year that wounded, in some ways, probably most of us, in one way or another, some of us terribly deeply. 
as it simultaneously was a year that blessed in some ways probably all of us, some of us incredibly richly, as, of course, it was a year in which some ways maybe for all of us we were at times, and hindsight is often the best at noticing this, we were at times wounded some even as we were blessed and blessed some maybe even richly, even as we were wounded. It's a good thing, a very good thing for each of us to remember 2016's joys and sorrows, its gifts and hardships, its births and deaths. It's a good thing, a very good thing to do that here with each other as we worship with each other for God is the giver of the good and the healer of the hurts. And one of the ways God has from the beginning always done some of God's very best giving and healing is through the gift of each other. Remember, I do not want to be the pastor of a church where there are no children crying. If Wyatt's willing to cooperate, here's the gift of a moment of silence. And if, if, there's a, if there's a cry being cried, I think cries are prayers too. Maybe close your eyes. Think of the ways 2016 was good to you. Blessed you. Or blessed someone you love. Think of the ways 2016 was not good to you, wounded you, or wounded someone you love. Think of the ways you were not good to 2016, not good to someone you know or love, or perhaps maybe even not good to yourself, whom you are called by God to love too. Here's the gift of a moment of church. Let's right here now give it all, let's give it all to God. knowing that blessings have not truly or fully blessed us until we have said thank you for them. Knowing that healing, if it has not yet come or not yet come fully, in God's arms and in the arms of his promises, it is on the way and it will be full. And trusting not only because God has promised this, but because if we've lived and reflected on very many old years at all, we've learned this. We have seen it before, trusting that even midst things that are not good, are not of God, nor are they the will of God, God is nevertheless with us. 
not only to see us through them, but even to grow us through them and to lead us from them to a place that is very good. For as Paul reminds us in one of my very favorite chapters of the Bible, Romans 8, in all things, all things, even things that are not good, God is at work for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. Open your eyes if you've had them closed. Feel free to give a gentle nudge to someone we may have lost and that invitation to close your eyes during a sermon. (laughs) Speaking of called according to God's purposes, here we are, 2017, and here's a question. Have you made any resolutions? And given the fact that here is 2017 begun in worship, here's another question. Those resolutions, have you prayed about them? And I'm not just praying about keeping the, res- the resolutions you've made. Have you even prayed about making the resolutions in the first place? Or how about the resolutions you haven't made? Have you prayed about that? How about for the purposes of worship, we change the wording? How about we lose the word resolutions? Because resolutions often have to do with things we desire and therefore we resolve, all of which can be just fine, dandy, well, and good, except you've chosen to start the year in worship, which is precisely not ever meant to be about our desires, but about God's. What were those words Paul used to describe the church? Those who are called according to God's purposes. Here are another few moments of silence. Close your eyes if you'd like. Do you think there's anything God would like to see you do in 2017? Maybe for the sake of growing the quality of the relationship you two have or could have? Do you think there's anything God would like to see you do in 2017, maybe for the sake of growing the quality of your relationship with the church? Do you think there's anything God would like to see you do in 2017, maybe for the sake of growing more fully into the gifts you've been given, gifts with which you are called to be his church and to help this church more fully be the church it is called to be according to God's purposes? Here's a moment of church. Our Father in heaven, in 2017, by the power of your spirit, in each of us as members of your church, in all of us together as your church, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Open your eyes if you'd like. Gentle nudges again appropriate. Speaking of God's kingdom coming and God's will being done. 2016, in my mind, will be a year in which we continue to be violently reminded that there are those in the world convinced that the will of God is done and the kingdom of God is advanced through violence toward others. They are wrong. In the name of the one and only God there is, whether you call out to God as Yahweh, Allah, or Father in heaven, it is wrong, sinfully so, to think that the kingdom of God is ever advanced by violence toward others. In this world, sin broken as it is, there may be times when even faithful leaders of the world's countries and kingdoms may need to resort to violence, but that is never because violence is a good choice according to the will of God. It is rather even at its faithfulest best, because sometimes, oh my gosh, not all the time, but sometimes, always as a last resort, violent solutions Acts of war are the least bad choice available to us in a world that is in so many ways so far from God. The best leaders we've had when giving orders that would mean violence and war, though they did so resolutely, also did so humbly and even heavy-heartedly. For they knew that people would die as a result of the orders they ordered. And the faithfulest greatest of the great among them knew too that even if their orders accomplished some things they hoped, they would not accomplish our greatest hopes. For wars and violence may be necessary in this sin-broken mess we've made of God's creation. But the kingdom of God, and we should know this better than anyone, for we know that the king of the kingdom is Jesus. The kingdom of God has not once ever been advanced by shedding the blood of others. The kingdom of God, every time and only, has been advanced through faith in him whose blood for all was shed. Let's close with a prayer for those who in 2017 resolve to be a part of the advancement of the kingdom Jesus came to bring. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. 
where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.